0: and also of My Last Will. So I know a lot of people that already use My Last Will, so I thought it would be great to get the man behind the screen on the podcast to talk about it. But also everything he went through to set it up and any advice he'd give people along the way. And we're also going to talk about Dunham McCarthy and what legal services they offer to their clients and how they would generate new leads if they were to start all over again, which I don't think Alex would want to do in a heartbeat because he's been <laughs> through years and years of this. So, but without further ado, Alex, welcome to the podcast. Good to uh, to see you, Chris. Thank Thanks for coming on. You're in a very nice... Is that a meeting room, is it? Or is this like a staff training room? Do you know what? This is our pool
1: room. So we come in here to that. Is that actually a pool
0: table for anybody not watching it? It
1: it, it is. Now, what I've got is people come into the door, and I can see them come into the door because they want to play a game of pool. And I'm kind of like shaking my head at them. I'm busy (laughs) uh, on the meeting here. So it's the the spare... Someone else is in the meeting room upstairs. So it's a spare meeting room also known as the pool room (laughs) that's class so if you do see if you do see Alex shaking
0: his head he's um if you're watching it on YouTube you know exactly what's happening if we hear the faint knocking of billiards in the background we know exactly what's going on so that's like the wind down room is it then
1: it is the breakout room of course it is that's it you got it
0: nice well thank you very much for coming on I know a lot of people know you within the industry and very honored to have you on the podcast thanks for sparing us half an hour I'd like to start, first of all, is if you could give us a bit of a background to how you started in this industry, all the way up to where you are today, it'd be really interesting.
1: Okay, well, yeah, so I left school and went straight to work for some different banks, Santander, Coventry Building Society, a few high street uh, names, and became a mortgage advisor, worked for Connells um, in an estate agency for a few years. And then I met my wife, Nicola, who some of you will be familiar with, and we both quit our jobs. Both of us were working as mortgage advisors at the time, uh, quit our jobs with a view to starting a will writing company, which was uh, Dunham McCarthy. So that was the that was the the first company, if you like. And then from there, we moved into uh, insurance, mortgages and um, various other legal services. So you went from mortgages, set up Donna McCarthy, and Donna McCarthy
0: was purely will writing at that point, was it? Exactly.
1: So this was this was two thousand nine, two thousand ten. This was back when you know th- things were not great. The mortgage market was you know um, a bit of a a mess, for want mm-hmm. of a better word. And um, and both of us decided to do something new. Um, and um, we we thought will, will writing was you know at the time there was a lot of it was growing. It was an interesting market to be in, and. Um, and that's what we did. The idea originally was that I would help people with a will and hopefully some of those clients might also be interested in the financial services and Nicola would would deliver those financial services. So it was a, a team effort, myself on the legal side and Nicola on the financial side.
0: So with the will writing, was it your old school quill and paper or was it had yeah. you developed like a... It, 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 well, I don't know about a quill,
1: but definitely it was old school. We had, the uh, you know, Microsoft Word, you'd... I don't know, you'd get some precedence templates, if you like, and uh, books and you'd, you know, you'd type out the type out the wills. And I, that's what I would do. So I'd be in my kind of third bedroom, um, writing wills for people. And Nicola would be in the, the dining room downstairs. Um well, actually thinking about she was driving out to people a lot of the time. So when she, you know, when she was seeing clients, she was in their living rooms. And that was the, you know, that was how everything was was done, of course, back um, back then. So this is 2010, 2011 and um yeah it was um it was a brave new world for us because n- neither of us had you know run a business before neither of us had any real experience um with you know being uh, managers shall we say it was um yeah it, it, a learning
0: curve shall we say Interesting that you just packed everything up and started. And I know Nicola talks about it on the podcast about you guys just thought, "Yep, yeah, we've got this business idea; it will work." Having the will side and, and the mortgage side, so you started doing the wills. And then, at what point did it shift? Because we'll move on to legal services shortly. But just interesting to know about the will side. When did that kind of light bulb go off in your head and go, "We need something a bit different here"? Well,
1: what what happened actually? So. The business model was very simple. We were going—I was going to write wills for people. Uh, if they're over sixty-five, we would charge them because there wasn't a, an opportunity to help these people on the on the financial services front. They don't need mortgages and insurance advice. If they were under sixty-five, we would write the wills free of charge, and then we would talk to them about these other financial services. So that was the, the the model, and we made, you know, looking back, quite a bit of money early on out of insurance I mean that was our core income stream it was the life insurance and critical illness and so on um, and on the on the legal services side it was just wills you know someone might say to me I don't know I'm, I'm worth a couple of million pounds maybe need some legal advice and I'd send them elsewhere and it was only you know when we started because we, we scaled the business quite quickly so within a couple of years there was 10 or 15 of us um, you know working together on, on on this on this business model and um you know we were writing five ten thousand wills a year wow. and therefore we, lots and lots of these clients would need extra advice so you're learning and we employed you know a team of solicitors and, and, and experts people that were much more knowledgeable really than myself and then we started to be able to offer these other services so you know um early you know if you'd have said to me in week one i, I want a power of attorney i'd have said you know can't really help you with that and then maybe six months in I was getting my head around powers of attorney then it was moving on to trusts and you know now we're you know kind of 10 12 years in um you know there's not much we don't do we deal with you know divorce and prenuptials and postnuptials and criminal law and all sorts of other areas but it was it was very much just wills at at the beginning. So you
0: started with the wills and
1: it what decision or,
0: or we, was your hand kind of forced that loads of people coming to you about power of attorney?
1: Yeah, that's all it was, is I don't like sending um, clients elsewhere, particularly when you're holding yourself out as a, you know, a legal services company, to, you know. So, so I wanted to be able to deal with as many of these other services in-house as possible. Um, obviously, you'd end up referring work, you know, conveyancing, for example, that kind of thing. But if someone's saying, look, I'm really interested in getting some tax advice, we thought 20 people have asked us for tax advice this month. You know, Mm -hmm. let's get a tax advisor. Uh, You know, 50 people have talked to us about how they protect their house or whatever it might be. Let's get someone that specialises in trusts and protecting assets. So it was just demand that dictated what we would need to, you know, what services we would need to provide.
0: And when we spoke a few months ago, you you said to me, you're a very analytical person, aren't you? You like to look at the numbers and to see how things do. So you must have sat back. And as you said, 20 people have asked us this month. That is an area that we go into. Then you've got to find the right staff. How do you find good staff? Because you were talking before the podcast, you've got a big recruitment drive at the moment because the business is doing so well. Where do you find these good staff?
1: It, it's tough i mean i think the answer is um we, we we've used we've tried on and off recruitment agencies and for a specialist person for you know particular uh recently we recruited for um the legal secretary role for example recruitment agencies are brilliant because they might have 50 legal secretaries all um you know on the books if you like looking for a job and very quickly you can take that person and get them on you know get them on board and, and move move forwards. But the vast majority, kind of 99% of the people we've hired, they've just been from adverts on Indeed or, you know, job, jobs on yourself. Yeah, just found it ourselves. You do go through, I mean, we've, the last couple of years we've been doing, uh, what, you know, you'd get five or six candidates in a room, um, do some presentations, team kind of activities and see how they kind of... Work together, how they respond to each other, how they behave in a group environment. That's really useful because you could spend, it you know, an interview might be half an hour, but you could have a whole day with someone or a group of people. Mm. And by the end of the day, you've got a really good idea of, you know, what what makes them tick. And and do, do you sounds you know, the most important thing is do you like them? Can, can you yeah, of course, work with them on a full time basis? And you, you can't. I don't think you can get that out of an interview. So the recruitment has been loads of CVs come in, and then just whittle them down. Grab a group of people and then pick the, the top one or two out of that group. That works for us. Have a, have a pool tournament for the top three and
0: see who wins. Is that, is that yeah, one yeah. of right,
1: on, on them? So, again, just on this shelf here, this, is, this sounds a bit silly. You can't see this. So Here. I can kind of see. Are they like. They're Lego. No, they're Lego. So. Oh, yeah. I told my friend we did this and he thought that I was mad. So, what you've got, this is, I don't know, Spider Man. There we go. So, we get them in and they get them build Lego, you know, um, just (laughs) silly things. And, you know, you'd see that one person rip the box open and throw the kind of instructions to one side and get stuck in. And then the next person would be, you know, and you can see how people kind of attack life, just how they go about dealing with these different small challenges. So we'd get them doing all sorts. We've had them, uh, you know, silly things sometimes, but it's nice to, yeah, it's nice to see how they perform. So if I was to give you a Lego box now then, what would you do to make it? How would you do it? Well, I'm very methodical. I'm, you know, start at step one. I'd lay all the pieces out. I'd know exactly which bit goes where. I'd know if I'm missing any pieces from from the start kind of thing, and I'd I'd go through methodically. Um, But, uh, you know, interesting, we had a a group, four four people, and there was a lady um, who we hired in the end, Michelle. And Michelle had never put Lego together in her life. She was thinking, what on earth is going on? This is daft. And there was three lads. And one of the lads was like, I've got the, you know, the, uh, some great big Star Wars Lego. You know, he's a pro, shall we say, right? Anyway, this lady, Michelle, she'd finished in like 10 minutes. It was all right. And, you know, whereas the other guy, the pro Lego chap had panicked. And, you know, the one leg was on backwards and the head was back to front and, Y- Complacency. You know, didn't do well under pressure, exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So, that's, that's really uh, interesting, though. That
0: be the title of this podcast, The Lego, <laughs> the Donna McCarthy Lego. That's what it's going to be.
1: This is it's it's like the apprentice. I mean, I'd love to be able to do something on a bigger scale, but you, you watch the apprentice, you watch how you know four people, five people manage a particular task, and only 10 minutes in, you know, you think, oh, he's an idiot, she's struggling with that, he's doing really well. You, you've made your mind up, haven't you? And you, you, you can't always do that just by asking someone questions
0: interesting so you hire these you you have them in for an induction you, you do these type of things and then you find the right staff
1: what are these on the, guys on the say? yeah on the sales side I think you know on, on the legal services side you know you're just looking for people with the right qualifications top marks that kind of you're looking at the educational background but on the sales front mm-hmm. it's it's very much about how you how you fit into the team I guess
0: Okay, so that's the overarching hiring staffer in the business. I want to get into the nitty-gritty now of the actual business. So what are the exact
1: legal services that you guys offer at the minute? So you've got the core business, which is very much what we would call estate planning. So that's your wills, um, trusts, all sorts of different trusts. There's probably a dozen different trusts. Mainly, we're talking about protecting assets with, with trust, that kind of thing um powers of attorney and tax advice so that's your estate planning
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there's there's a dozen people that that's you know that's what they do um and then you've got um family law so much smaller departments which is your prenuptial agreements post postnuptial agreements uh divorce that kind of thing mm-hmm. um and then you've got property related bits and pieces declarations of trust and all sorts of var- you know contractual kind of property related agreements and that's it really so we don't we don't get involved um, for example in your general conveyancing we don't get involved in uh, disputes and and things like that Mm -hmm. Uh, probate of course so when people pass away we've got got a a team that deal with the um, the administration of estates and some some of that we refer if it's specialist uh, specialist cases we refer on but yeah we're talking about family law and estate planning
0: and do you that kind of business is? Do you only go for business that you've generated yourselves, or can people refer business to you? How does it work?
1: So yeah, so obviously the the a lot of this comes on the back of the people that are taking out mortgages or insurance policies with us. You know, they'll, they'll ask you know they call up. I need to move home. Why are you moving home? You know, I've just split up with my partner. Okay, well, can we help with 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 the divorce, for example? Um, but uh, through certainly my last will and a few other um, systems that we use, we've built up a, a huge kind of uh, there's about 300 now firms that do introduce business to us. So I would suggest that more and probably, I don't know, maybe half of our business now does come from from introducers. on I the about, so anybody listening could have a chat with you and maybe set
0: up set up something where they can refer their clients over to you to deal with the things that, as a mortgage advisor, you wouldn't necessarily get involved in the likes of um, pre-nups or post-nups, that kind of thing.
1: Absolutely. So you, 100%. I think if you've got people who are interested in, clients who are interested in, um, again, estate planning or, or the family law, uh, or, or indeed... Where, where someone's passed away and we need to get things sorted, then absolutely we, we can help with that. 100%.
0: Fantastic. And I'll leave all the comments. I'll leave all the links and everything for Alex, if you wanted to have a chat with him or, or his team. So we've got all these products that we're offering. We've hired staff. What do you now do on a daily basis? Because I can imagine you are pulled here, there, and everywhere. So what do you do?
1: So I, I for the last three or four years, I've been working on a, a, a small uh, team of, this. James, Chai, myself, and Martin. There's four of us, so we've got a small team of software developers. So I'm, I don't consider myself a, a kind of programmer, but I'm pretty good at planning things, and I'm uh, I'm all right with a computer. So I've been working on software. We've been building um, solutions for for will writing, insurance, mortgages. We've got now some new uh, projects around um, we're making some business planning software and, and and all sorts of software solutions, and that's what I enjoy. Um, and I think that's where I excel. So we've been building software to really make everyone's life a bit easier here. So, for example, if we take instructions for a will, Mm -hmm. um, it now takes us maybe a minute or two to to, to write the will, whereas, you know, maybe back 10 years ago, it would have took an hour or two. Um, If we take details for a prenuptial agreement within, again, perhaps five, 10 minutes. So the point is that we're... The advice takes time to, you know, to understand what someone needs to understand Mm -hmm. someone's situation takes a lot of time, but with the right software delivering the kind of solution can be can be really expedited and that's what I've been focused on. So you've been doing the
0: software development and do you get involved in the management of the staff. How does that all work.
1: A little, I mean, I, I try, we've got, so there's a team of management, you've got, um, you know, six managers who have each got their own kind of responsibilities, but we do get together pretty much every couple of uh, days and have a chat about what, you know, what, what what they're doing, what they're not doing, what what are the goals, what are we trying to achieve? And I do try and, you know, keep a, a hand in, in in that because without, you know, that direction, I suppose, people don't necessarily know what the, the next group mm-hmm. and you know, the next team are doing. But my, you know, if, if I spend, let's say for the sake of argument, 10 hours a day working, I'll spend nine hours in front of a laptop. And is that developing the software? Is that what you're doing? Exactly. And and, wow. and, and planning it. And, you know, for example, yesterday we, we um, integrated, the, you know, you, you see in the news, this new uh, artificial intelligence is everywhere, mm-hmm. which is GPT, um this American company. So we've been using that for a few months, but instead of using it as a, kind of standalone tool where you would kind of go to their website and put in you know write me a job advert or what have you it's integrated into our system so for example when you go to write an email you know you can say write me an email to chris explaining that you know we've prepared a b and c and this is um this is the solution and, and the systems now use that artificial intelligence and for me that that obviously increases efficiency and it it is really interesting i think it, I watched
0: um, watched a video the other day about how millennials, are the people that want to make things as efficient as possible, and it's exactly what you've just spoken about there. It's using artificial intelligence or just like you've done with my last will, made it so much more efficient for people to write the will that they're not hanging about. So if I was a mortgage broker and I wanted to write a will for a client, do I log into the portal and put their details in
1: or does it come over to you? How does it work? So we're talking about my last will now. So so you've got, if you think about the will writing, we've got three separate will writing um, propositions. So you've got, um, we'll start with the the simplest, which is my last will. So my last will, to deliver a will, you send a link to the client, text an email normally, they get the link and the client answers some questions normally on their mobile phone and they end up with a will okay okay my last will the client gets a link answer some questions will pops out now if they want advice if they need some guidance we're there to provide it um we check the wills you know we do look for lots of different things but in practice it's a very simple to provide the will you send a link option one then you've got dunham mccarthy which is a will writing company at heart done on the phone, video calls, we talk to the client, find out what they want, we ask the same questions that you'd answer on my last will, but we're, you know, we're literally, I ask you a question, I write down the answer, we go away and, and produce a will. And then you've got Colonel Law, which is a solicitors, which is for your much more complex cases. So depending on how simple a, a situation would well, you know, for example, a, a married couple in their thirties with children, my last will makes perfect sense. An 80-year-old with a business in America and a property in Spain, maybe you're in Dunham McCarthy, mm-hmm. a group of shareholders all, all all involved in different businesses together. Maybe that's kernel law. So it depends on what you're trying to achieve uh, as to which solution you provide. But my last will is certainly for for mortgage brokers because they're dealing with younger clients. Um mm-hmm. is very simple to, to,
0: to use. Here's a question for you, and it's it's not really to do with the wills, but it's to do with business. You have diversified so much in the business that, for example, that example that you go there, you've got your My Last Will, you've got your Donna McCarthy, you've got your Colonel Law, and they all appeal to different demographics, different yeah. types of people. Yeah. In a world where business coaches tell everybody to niche, what's your what's your thoughts on telling people to niche? Because if yeah. you were if you were to take that advice, you'd say right, I'm just sticking with. Donna McCarthy.
1: I think that's good advice, Chris. I am worn out. So I can see my little picture <laughs> in the webcam and I look pasty. I am knackered. And if I'd have stuck to one of these three things, I don't think I would be. Um, so I would say that um yes. <laughs> that wasn't it. Yeah, what yeah, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm never stopping at the moment I could do with a holiday, but there we go. No, I mean, look, I think that makes a lot of sense. I would I would say that we are niche in that we are talking really about estate planning Mm -hmm. um you know we're not uh, there's a guy upstairs um jigging barrister that spent the last 20 years trying you know criminal cases you know that's what he's done and he he could do that but we're not advertising for you know for for criminal law so we could do a lot more but we we don't we do stick to Really, estate planning, and again, the family, and I, I think the family side of things—that is estate planning, prenuptial agreements, postnuptial agreements. All of this is the same kind of, you know, the same kind of niche. It's just that you need different solutions for different types of client. Really,
0: just interesting to hear your hear your thoughts on that. And I won't go too much into the AI side because it is quite new, and it is, it's something that I've spoken on a couple of podcasts with people before, but how do you think ai will affect business in general or... it'll change the
1: whole world change everything and um there was a, a picture i saw nikki showed me um a couple of weeks ago and it say it said it was like a social media post it said ai won't take your jobs people using ai will will take your jobs or some, something like that hmm. and that's right so um it's the future i mean if i can i can i screen
0: share yeah of can course I, yeah we can screen share yeah. anybody that's watching it on youtube can see this anybody listening i'd recommend going to youtube and watching it
1: of course because it's a podcast well okay well i won't screen share but basically oh, that's okay
0: we can we can screen share you've got capability there
1: okay let's do it right so this is this is our system it's it's called kernel um What we've got here, if you can see, there's a little brain top right. This is the AI, okay? And I can put in here, write a job advert for a solicitor uh, specializing in family. No, that's a bit American, there we go. Wow.
0: And that's 3. all, is it? Is it ChatGPT3 that you've put into that?
1: 3.5, yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, when when we go to, if you go to write an email, you know, you can say, um, you know, send an email to the client explaining that we need them to book in to, to do this. And you can just dictate. So, you know, we often dictate into this rather than typing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll say every single time you do that, you save 20 minutes of your, your working day. Um, you know, so for example, you know, when we've seen a client, uh, it's always on a video call, the video call is transcribed, and then the the AI writes up the the, the kind of the transcription to so wow. attendance, it just saves so much time, where before, you know, I would have literally been dictating into a phone, I've just been to see Mr. and Mrs. Smith, mm-hmm. Mr. Smith said this, Mrs. Smith is worried about that, we talked about this, we agree, you know, whereas that's the whole process now can be fully automated, it's it just changes and you'll know obviously on the social media side of things if we go back to that you know this is helpful for anyone that's interested in, in social media write an article explaining the benefits of offset mortgages. okay and it'll write it all for you and it writes an article there we go offset mortgages becoming increasingly popular among homeowners looking to save money on their mortgage payments and and off it goes and you know you could just copy and paste that in and this is the
0: conversation that um i had with somebody on a podcast talking about being able to write blog articles writing emails and it can what i love is it can give you the basis and give you the foundations but then you need to kind of twist it to make it personal, don't you? Because I think we'll just be creating a um, like a generation of generic people. Do you know what I mean?
1: It, well, it depends how much, this is where people go wrong with the AI. Again, just very quickly, because this is kind of something I'm passionate about. If you mm-hmm. give it enough data, it becomes very personal. So if we put here, for example, let me try and use the dictate function. I don't know how it will work. Write a letter, To my client, the client's name is Jim, explain that we have completed the medical underwriting for his life insurance policy, and that unfortunately the policy has been loaded and the premium has increased by 50%. Full stop, explain that Jim has the option to either reduce the amount of cover and pay a similar premium to the premium discussed, or to pay extra, but have the same amount of cover make the tone of the letter apologetic
0: and if you are listening to this guys what it's doing is it's writing this email for alex wow
1: yeah
0: Yeah. and and it's it's putting those parameters in place to say make make it humorous make it apologetic it's making sure that it tries to adopt your voice doesn't it
1: yeah, if you tell it to write an article in the style of the King James Bible, it will um, funny, it will do whatever, now if everyone goes write me an article about offset mortgages, you're going to end with video articles about offset mortgages. So, in terms of the quality of what you get out. So what we are trying to focus on is making sure that we can take information about a client, get it into the AI and then get what we want out quickly and easily. And that, that's what's going to change every industry, I think. Like you said, it's not the
0: AI itself. it's AI won't take your jobs. It's the people that learn how to use AI will.
1: Yeah, yeah. It can't replace humans. But You know, I said to... We had a meeting a couple of weeks ago and I said, look, the plan is this year we want to expand we want to do more business we want to take the, the let's say the turnover from x to y mm-hmm. we want to do it with the same number of people you know we don't we you know we want to do twice as much business but with the same number of people and that's what ai can do for you you can do twice as many mortgages or policies whatever it is that you can do my uncle he he writes copies um a, a marketing guy for kitchens and bathrooms i showed him this um and he said this is brilliant what i can do now is take on more clients and 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 it's just him in the business but he could take on more clients and deal with a higher volume um in, in the same number of hours and that, that's mm-hmm. what it's all about
0: more efficiency it's what it's all about efficiency. A very exam perfect example you were writing wills in a word document 50 years ago that have been written on paper 20 yeah. years ahead it will be written in ai and it's just that natural progression you used to be able to do one will a night now you can do five and in 20 years' time, you'll be able to do 50. So it just makes it more efficient, doesn't it?
1: Exactly. Uh, 50 mortgages in a month without breaking a sweat. Um, now, you're going you're to struggle, aren't you? Or if you've got 20 administrators doing all the extra paperwork where you could have had administrators, you know, you're know, you going to be less than a this.
0: Uh, sorry, the sound just dropped out of touch there. But I think what Alex is saying is it's this AI is going to enable people <laughs> to do more in less time. That's exactly what's going to be happening. We've gone off yeah. on a bit of an AI tangent there. But in we terms have, of okay. marketing, where did you start to generate the business and where do you Somewhere. generate your business from now? In terms of channels, do you do print? Do you do social? Do you do SEO? How do you do it?
1: So until, until recently, really, until certainly mm-hmm. – Probably th- three years ago we didn't do any marketing um okay. at all and and what we all of our business came through third party introducers so we built a lot of relationships with pretty you know like like our first when, when we first started the first relationship uh, we, we had a, you know, a mortgage for first to the council he said um do you do uh wills i said yes we do wills i did a will for this chap that worked at the council and then i phoned you know within 10 minutes of leaving leaving my job i phoned him back and i said does anyone else at the council need a will and um and he sent an email to thirty thousand people for me saying does anyone want will because alex will help you with with that and we got you know five 10, and i thought blimey this is powerful so for us it's always about finding larger companies private or public sector companies and working with them, mm-hmm. um, and that worked really well for us at first. Then that became saturated. I guess there's a lot of people approaching from you know trying to offer special offers for this, that, and the other. And that's just more more tools of uh, social media for marketing so you
0: gone into that direction rather than going direct to the company and that would that was going to be one of my questions we always do the strategy question if you were to move 300 miles away and have a laptop mobile phone and internet connection what would what would you start doing to generate in new business oh
1: yeah so if i was um If I was looking for business, I think I'd try and find another provider of professional services. So whether that's an accountant, for example, estate agent, solicitor, uh, anyone that's dealing with the same type of clients as me and try and um, try and get them to refer their clients over for the services that I provide that they that they don't provide. I think that would be where I would start.
0: So you talked about, I mean, it's a great way to do it. But before you talked about attacking like the bigger companies do you think that's saturated now and you said it's
1: has that all been done it depends what you're trying to pr- promote so if you know for example will writing is everywhere it's you know it's it's literally it's since i started in the industry it's just gone crazy and, and it's very saturated the same i think can be said for mortgage services um, but if you were for example promoting uh, something a little bit more uh, niche it might be um the family law, for example, you know, m- maybe they'd say, oh, yeah, we don't have anyone that helps our, our staff with family related matters, perhaps. Um, but yes, I think it, it, it is a case of trying to find you, you start with the big companies and then you kind of work your way down until you may be dealing with smaller companies as, as you know, as the market becomes more saturated. It's really interesting because you're obviously a person that looks at new technologies
0: and, talks about the power of social media, the power of AI, the power of marketing and all this, yet you've gone back to it's very basic. You get in touch with people and talk about what you're offering. There's no gimmicks to that. Do you know what I mean? You could have come out and said, well, this bit of software does this, but you are no. Feet on the ground, go and get out there and talk to people.
1: I've spent hours, countless hours over the years, um, you know, playing with Google AdSense or AdWords and all of the various facebook you know all, all of the different marketing paid paid marketing solutions that are out there and i've never had a successful i know some people have, have made it work I, I, I always if i meet a company that say oh you know we've got a facebook campaign and we get you know 20 leads a month or whatever it might be i'm always impressed because i have never been able to, to do that cost effectively um, and i think that's because you're competing against the banks and the insurance companies and they're obviously outbidding everyone on, on the financial services side anyway um, but the most effective marketing strategy, certainly for us, has been to work with other, you know, market counterparties, whether it's, a, again, a broker or a, uh, an estate agent, you know, the old, the old school, you know, if, if you've got an estate agent that sends you, you know, people that have just agreed a property, uh, you know, to, to buy a property, that it doesn't get better than that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's only that more recently, we've started exploring social media, particularly, I would say, YouTube, that we've realised that you can reach a whole new market a a group of people that that perhaps a bit younger that haven't actually got uh you know a mortgage advisor or an accountant or a solicitor relationship these are much early on in the in in, on the mortgage front for example in the buying process which is great but yeah it's funny like you go before you go to parents
0: or grandparents to speak about an accountant or an ifa whereas a lot of people now will go to the likes of youtube weren't they and a social media channel for the trusted person in that area
1: well yeah it's youtube's been an eye-opener for me in in that you know we we do generate a a lot of leads from that the only thing i would say is that in my experience it takes you know it's took us the best part of four years of producing content and promoting content and editing videos and all, all of the you know literally hundreds and hundreds of hours of work goes into that and you don't get that much out by comparison it's just that um you know i suppose once it's done it's done once you've created the content and you've got the the followers or the you know the whatever it is um it's a constant stream of business then which is great
0: have you ever delved into email marketing i know you say that you've talked about paid ads and google seo and ppc have you ever
1: done email marketing? Only 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 business to business. So, you know, again, you know, if we're trying to build relationships with businesses, it's you know, it starts with an email. How are you doing, Mr. Accountant? We help people with business protection or, or mm-hmm. mortgages or whatever it is. Do you have anyone that you recommend? If not, can can we be that person? You know, so but yeah, not never never business to consumer. Just interest
0: interesting, because you've done so many other things. So, and the final thing I wanted to talk about is you have a new portal that people can log into and it's in terms, it's people can refer business to you, but there's lots of helpful tips on there as well, isn't there?
1: Yeah. So I don't, I mean, referral portals aren't a, a new idea, but what we've done a bit differently. So for example, and it's, 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 it's in the early stages, it works very, very well, but we, we don't support all of the different products and services on there that we provide, but certainly for wills, trusts, powers of attorney, mortgages, insurance, all th- those kinds of things. You can go on there. Um, and what, we, what we've what we done is, instead of paying a flat rate of commission, um, we pay, uh, it's on a sliding scale, so we pay up to uh, 50% commission, depending on how much work you do. So if you introduced, say, uh, let's say that you're a mortgage broker and you introduced a client, you know, here's Dave, Dave wants to make a will, Dave uh, wants to put in place a power of attorney, Uh, can you call him, book him in and sort it out? We might pay you for the sake of argument 15% commission. But what you could do if you wanted to is on the portal, you can go in there, you can add a fact find for Dave, you know, name, address, date of birth, children's details, assets, liabilities. And then it might be we pay 20% commission. Oh, you could add Dave's ID, it might be 25%. You could add maybe the instructions for Dave or, or, you know, you could literally go to the point where we have all of the information that we need and identification and signatures and agreements and disclaimers, literally everything that we need to produce Dave's lasting powers of attorney. All we need to do is speak to Dave and check everything and go through and provide a bit of advice really. Um, And therefore we might pay that 50%. So as a portal it allows uh, a professional really, whether that's again an, an accountant for example, or a mortgage broker, it allows that person to provide all these other services either by simply making an old fashioned, you know, basic referral, or indeed by taking all of the information from the client about their pending divorce or whatever it might be. Um, so you can get more involved and get more, more commission as a result. Very
0: interesting. And, and what's the best way that people can find that or speak to you? Where can they connect with
1: you, Alex? It, 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 well, it's, it's, it's early days. So at the moment, you, you know, you'd email me, um, and, um, you know, we get you set up and and do a bit of training and, and show you how it all works. So that that would be that would be it. And that 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 software, if you like, um, is um, is integrated with my last will. So if people are interested in providing a will writing service, then it, it's all part and parcel of that same suite. Bad. And what's the best email address to get you on, Alex? Alex at mylastwill.co.uk. Fantastic.
0: As a thank you for coming on the podcast, we donate £10 to a charity
1: of your choice. Which charity did you want to make the donation to? I would say the Alzheimer's Society, just because I do deal with a lot of older clients with Alzheimer's and I always, uh, you know, that, that yeah, that it's, uh, it's not a nice illness and it's something that if we can cure, then that would be fantastic.
0: Fantastic. I'll make that donation. Alex, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story and giving people loads of tips along the way of how to generate business and also the future of AI as well. That was really interesting. Yeah. Thanks very much for your time.
1: No problem at all. Thank you so much. Cheers. Take care